What if it's not about a building? What if it's not about stained glass or steeples? What if it's about just Jesus? Man, we were just talking before we turned this thing on, and I just realized that a lot of my education of the Bible came from a Netflix show pop culture <laughs> called, called Lucifer. And I, I just realized that some of that might be wrong. Eh? <laughs> I was fully invested in all the details that you were bringing out here. And like, oh, is man. this real? And Corey's just shaking his well, head. I sounded like a theologian for a minute. <laughs> Lucifer. That's a big word. Lucifer is pretty controversial anyways. Uh, I thought it was great because Man, you were talking about some names, and I said, "Oh yeah, that's that's uh, that's Lucifer's brother." <laughs> so, Michael might not be his brother, but so is Lucifer, Satan, all that. It's the same person, just different names for the same person. Yes. Okay. Yes. I was just wondering. I don't know if that was like the evil twin brother, or well, Lucifer was at one time an angel, and he was cast down from that place. But if you really wanted to get technical. The spirit mm-hmm. of the devil. If mm-hmm. you think about God, mm-hmm. now you think about God's spirit. Right. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Okay. You think about the devil, then you think about Satan. The devil spirit. Oh. Which part of the Bible do they talk about this? Yeah. B- because I've read a lot of a lot of the New Testament, a lot of different areas, and I always wonder this, but I haven't taken the time to find it. Um, even the parts where they talk about heaven, they talk about Lucifer. I mean, Lucifer fell from heaven to be part of hell, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, as one of the as one of the angels of God, and for whatever the reason, he wanted to be God. Lucifer did. Yes, which is what caused him to get cast down. Oh, okay. Wow. And, and this was not our plan. This is kind of impromptu and. I feel oh, like yeah. I'm putting you on the spot here, Corey, because really it just kind of came from me mentioning Lucifer right before the show started. But. <laughs> well, it's all about like even from the beginning, all the devil, that spirit Satan wanted to do was for humanity to believe that they didn't need a God. So in that show... <laughs> He's doing a little fact-checking here. Well, it, it just hit me, and, and we've had other discussions outside of this podcast mm-hmm. about Adam and Eve and and the fruit of, uh, what, what is it called? The fruit of, uh, the, fruit tree, of life? the tree of life? What yes. is it? No, no, no. Oh, wait. The tree the, of life is Disney. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what am I thinking of? You're definitely right, and Savannah's not. <laughs> no, the tree of life is in Animal Kingdom. Well, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's, okay, a, okay. there's a counterfeit for everything, Savannah. <laughs> All but, right. Okay. So, but in Genesis, what what is it? It's the tree of the knowledge of oh, okay. good and evil. Okay. So we have talked about that before outside of this, and I don't know if we'll get into that or not. But sure. in that show, Lucifer, which is Satan, mm-hmm. actually had a relationship and had a past relationship with Eve. Ah. For it, real. For real, yeah. In the show. In the show. Well, there's very controversial teaching that if you really wanted to get technical about it, that Eve could have had a relationship with the devil. And, and that's huge. And I've never even thought about it. But 
man, it's it's almost I'm ashamed to say that most of my information about Lucifer and mm-hmm. a lot of that is from that show. And, and it's not well, accurate, of course. But. A lot of people, you know, literally their pictures and the little cartoons and the things that they teach the kids and stuff is this snake mm-hmm. slivering up and giving an apple to Eve. Yeah. Almost like a Disney movie, Savannah. Thank you. I'm a Disney buff. <laughs> so, but it's not an apple and it's not, it's not a snake. So we just talked about this the other day, and that just completely blew my mind. And I get why we have that concept of, you know, making it logical. It's a tree, it's an apple, and it's all these things. But like you said, it's not. God typifies us many times as different things all through the Bible. I mean, you know, there's so many places that that type us as trees. There's so many places that uh, type us as sheep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grass of the field, you know, the wheat, you know, we're, we're so many things that God compares us to, to help us to understand him right. and to make it make sense. Cause we as humans need things to really make sense before we'll dive into it. Absolutely. I agree it's, with that hundred percent. It's just backward with God. He wants you to believe without seeing or knowing or understanding. Well, and, you know, getting into all of these, regardless if we get our information from, you know, like pop culture or whatever, it just makes me realize how much I don't know. Because I literally asked you before we got the podcast started, I and it hit me today, I had no idea that Cain and Abel were the children of Adam and Eve. And I've heard about Cain and Abel my whole life. I mean, Yeah, you ever heard you, that phrase, uh... Raising Cain? Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, I never thought about that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, all those. I just, yeah. it, it, I never really thought to question, well, whose kids are they? That's, that's them hell raisers. <laughs> yeah. So so when they talk about heaven and, and Satan, is all, all that in one chapter of the Bible? No, I mean, it's, it's all throughout. You know, there's mm-hmm. just, you, you have to dig into it like Paul. Told, I guess we're going to talk about Paul every time I speak well, because Paul's so important. Yes, but Paul, you know, mentored Timothy, which we talked about it in in Second Timothy. the The book of Second Timothy is the last book Paul wrote. Paul told Timothy, "Study to show yourself approved, a workman that needs not to be ashamed." And here's the kicker: rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay, so break that down for me. What does that mean? That means that the Bible is made up of so many parts from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And when you when you want to know about something, you can there are many places that you can look to to bring all your information together. Mm-hmm. And if you can take this part of the Bible or this part of the New Testament and this part of the Old Testament, you, in other words, you can't just take always just one place that says something, and that's the way it is. Normally, all through the Bible, there's references and verses in the chapters throughout the Bible that you will go in and dig out mm-hmm. and study to bring together a whole lesson to be taught. That's what I've learned when talking about this stuff. What's awesome about the Bible app is that you can type in a person, a name, you know, like a a keyword, 
And it's not just, you know, say I type in, well, I just typed in Michael a few minutes ago. Well, it brings you all these different chapters. Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. Books. Oh, that. Michael the Archangel? <laughs> is that who he is? Yeah. Well, he, he gets a little higher than Michael Jordan. Yeah, just a little bit. But it's not it's not like you can say, okay, well, this chapter or this book is going to be completely dedicated to this, and then you're not going to hear any more about it. I mean, you'll see that one reference. Yeah, and a lot of times. In all these different places. Like Michael, the Bible doesn't talk about him. No. You know, it's it's very seldom, maybe once or twice, but there's so much controversy about him. And a lot of people say that Michael is Jesus or think that. Why? Um, I don't have all the details, but Daniel 12, 1 says, At that time, Michael, the archangel who stands guard over your nation, will arise. And you can see how it's parallel to like, a savior, mm -hmm. then there will be a time of anguish greater than any since nations first came into existence. But at that time, every one of your peoples whose name is written in the book, or you might say the Lamb's book of life, mm -hmm. will be rescued. And so that's a parallel, and I can understand why that they would think that. And then, of course, First Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, when it all ends and Jesus comes back for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. So. I know some people may think that, but the way I take that and hear it, and I know that all this, everything can be interpreted differently, but the way I see it is that basically he is kind of the person that's there saying, hey, and then the Lord will come, right? Like uh, the, the town call crier or whatever, like he's there to say, this is going to happen. Let's. It could be, could be, uh, could be his voice. You can hmm. you can look at that in just like the rest of the world does with all of their um, revisions and ideas and mm -hmm. philosophies and uh, different things that they believe and think that their way is the only way, you know? Yeah. Which mm -hmm. is what I want to run from mm -hmm. for my life because what we need to realize is that Yes, we have to be taught, and yes, we have to be brought up, but a lot of people don't think about the fact that you have the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. of God in you. The Holy Spirit of God itself, himself. It's not an it, by the way. It's a him. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit of God is called the Spirit of Truth. So how do we know as... Anybody that's new to this, how do you know that you're not learning just someone's interpretation? How do we know that? You have to feel it. You When you, mm -hmm. just like you two, Savannah and Stephen, mm -hmm. knowing the depths of love that you have for each other yeah. and the truth that you feel through and by each other. You know, when, when Stephen says something, 
you know, it, you know that he's got the best intentions to give you the truth. Mm-hmm. And you know when you feel like, man, I can lean on that. You know, yeah. the, the Bible says faith is the substance of hope for. Substance is something like solidified that you can stand on. Mm-hmm. And so it's when you feel in your heart, like I said, we have that Holy Spirit in us mm-hmm. that brings confirmation. So we may not have it all figured out, but your heart, your spirit, God's spirit of truth will tell you and guide you that that's what's in you. You know what I mean? If that makes sense, like you have the, the Holy Trinity of God inside of you. We do need preachers and we do need guidance and we do need all of these sorts of leaders to to help us and to feed us spiritually. Mm-hmm. But never forget like Jeremiah said, your word is in my heart, shut up in my bones like a fire. God himself in all of his commandments is inside of you. So when you hear something, things will just click like it did with you when you got on this track. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you started getting in this and really seeing it and your eyes started opening, what gave you that enlightening, mm-hmm. you know? It was God. Like you said, it's a feeling. And when, like you, when Stephen talks, but when you talk, I mean, I, I turn to you as kind of my spiritual advisor, you know, oh. and, but I trust and believe, I guess, because it's a feeling, I know that you have my best interest and you yes. want to help me find the answers that I'm looking for. And I, I guess that's the hardest thing when you're starting any kind of a journey is to find someone that you know does have your best interest well, and you they're want, not just pushing their beliefs. And you want, that's what a true friend is. And I, I've said this before, you know, iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. Walk, you know, walking with the wise so you'll be wise. And um, we we help each other. Let let the strong bear the infirmities of the weak or the weaknesses, you know, when one's weak and when one's strong, we, we help each other. And you have to find people in the body of Christ that you connect with, that yeah. you feel that confirmation. It, you can't you can't teach it. Nobody can teach that. Nobody, you know, the strongest theologian in the world. Um, you can't teach somebody to feel the truth. Jesus is the truth. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Um, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you hear something, when you talk about something, when you read something, when you hear somebody teach on something, your heart, the Spirit of God in you, when you truly get it, it will tell you, something will check you, some red flag will come up and say, man, that, I don't know, I, something don't feel right. You, that's the way God does us and helps us and guides us. And mm-hmm. we have to go by that thing that many times you'll hear a lot of people talk about it in the Christian world, in the Bible, when God speaks, even himself, he called it a still small voice. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of noises in the world. 
It's like Peter walking on the water. And when the waves started crashing and the storm started blowing and boisterous winds, he took his eyes off Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so we have to know when it's truth and when it's lies. Mm-hmm. We'll go full circle back to the garden. Yeah. You know, the Bible says in the power of the tongue in Proverbs is death and life. Mm-hmm. You have that in your mouth. You speak that every day. By, by our words, we are justified. By our words, we are also condemned. And, mm-hmm. and the Bible says that in many things, we offend all. But if any man offends not in word, the same as a perfect man. Hmm. I've been approached and I've talked to many, many preachers in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been rude to most of them. <laughs> <laughs> I spit my coffee out. I, know, I was like, I didn't know where you were going. I didn't know where Stephen's going, but I know where my mind <laughs> went. Mine too. <laughs> but I've never met anybody as genuine and trustworthy and open as what Corey was and, and, and still is. Oh, man. I mean, we, we wouldn't be doing this podcast today if he wasn't. Please don't make me cry tonight because I don't feel like crying. Because it's I'll cry because I'll cry yeah. with you. But I said all that to say, if you can find somebody mm-hmm. like that, it doesn't have to be Corey, but it needs to be somebody that you feel that way about. Absolutely, because I don't think that we would be where we are on this journey without him. I know I wouldn't be. No. Well, I wouldn't be because you're not. I just want to insert that I would not be where I'm at without y'all either. And that's that's the goodness of God. But I hope that these people listening, if they don't have that person, that... Yeah, don't settle. Like, don't settle. I, I hope maybe we can be those people. Yes. You don't have to have somebody in person that you can meet with. Because that's one of the beautiful things of freedom. You want to know what God can give you um, better and greater than anything in your life and anything in the world is freedom. And freedom is not running through an open big green field for miles and miles as long as your eye can see. No, freedom is a state of mind. Mm -hmm. Like, Like Peter or Paul or all any of the apostles that were put in prison, especially Paul, his last letters before he went and laid his head on the chop block of Nero, you know, he talked about a peace that would surpass all of man's understanding. And I feel that. And that really tears me up because he was chained up and he had been beaten 199 stripes. They whipped on his back and um, he wrote with shackles about a peace of God that would surpass all of man's understanding. And you just, you can't get past that kind of freedom. And another great thing about freedom is, is that when you find it, we don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers of the Bible, but if you have too much pride to say that you do know all the answers and you won't back up off of it 
and you won't let that pride go or that ego go or that self-righteousness go, then that is another form of bondage that takes you away from freedom. And we need to be happy to say, no, we don't have all the answers. We'll give you the best that we know, and we'll only give it to you if we believe it as truth with all of our hearts. And that's one of the things I was going to bring up. When I met Corey, for the first week or so, I came up with all kinds of craziness. <laughs> and, and never did he say, no, you're wrong. That's not no. it. You're wrong. He mm-hmm. said, man, I don't know, maybe, but I don't think so. You know, <laughs> he probably said that a million times. But yeah. Or he'd come back with something that was, that was very educational and from the Bible that, that proved I was wrong or proved he was leading me in the right direction. But you'd mentioned the 99 sheep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good, man. Yes. If that's one of them good. gets lost, yes. what will Jesus do? What will God do? He would leave the 99. The 99 sheep, he would leave them where they are with no supervision, with no, with no guidance, with no shepherd, because that's how important the one lost sheep is to him. And let me ask you, if there's a lost sheep now, God himself may not come down and come find you. Mm-hmm. But he may send a Corey after you. Mm-hmm. Or he may send a Stephen after Savannah. He may do things. That's... He may send you a podcast that that is that is coming after you to bring you back home. That is beautiful, Stephen. That was God. That wasn't even you. <laughs> I know. It's scary sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if this thing is not searching for the truth and not trying to display the truth, and the love of God, and the pure freedom of God, then we'll just close it up and never do it again. Because we believe that much that we're just not trying to feed you a bunch of smoke. We're just trying to give you the Bible and the truth in the purest way, and in the humblest way. Mm-hmm. And Nobody has all the answers. And even the person that tells you they have all the answers, you better run for your life. (laughs) Well, and you know, Stephen, I don't know if you feel this way, but like in the beginning, I had, I mean, a million questions, lined them up. I had all, I wanted all these answers, but I feel like when I truly accepted God into my heart, I didn't have to have all those answers. I just, I, I agree. You you just feel whole almost like you you it, it I can't explain the feeling I didn't need to know you mean you didn't need a paper trail right or all the fine details I didn't need that anymore and you know that's that is faith that is the way it works and that and was if, the scariest thing yeah <laughs> it well, is scary it's not it's because it's uncharted it's unknown mm-hmm. and people are scared to death of what they don't understand, what they don't know, what they can't make sense of. Gosh, and following up with our hands up. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. We, Come we on. You know, this is our this is our first one after two you're parts have of to, our hands You don't up. have to pause it. I'm going to have to run a lap for a minute. <laughs> so and when you talk I about— I did run a lap. Two laps. You did. And you talk about praise and worship with, with raising our hands. Mm-hmm. You can't even describe on here how much we beat that mentality and— and, and just talked it to death to try to understand it. You talk about giving the devil a black eye. You talk about <laughs> punching him right in his face. You, if you really want to know what a super weapon is, 
against all evil. Like Paul said, once again, (laughs) we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm -hmm. Check this out. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Do you think the devil is lurking and his demons are lurking in low places where the lowest of the low are, where the sinners are? No, no, he doesn't care. He's already got those. Mm-hmm. They don't even have to be doing anything. They don't even have to be saying, oh, I'm satanic. That means nothing. As long as you don't have Jesus, you know, you're, you're good. I'm not even messing with you, the devil says. He's in the high places. And the high place, God said he's raised us up together to sit together in heavenly places. Where are they? In Christ Jesus. That's where the enemy is trying to raise Cain. Man, and just to kind of close that up, Savannah, we opened up our our big Just Jesus service that we do once a month. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and during that, I'd express that, hey, tonight's the night. Yep. I'm going to take that leap of faith. You're going to take that leap of faith. We did it together. Y- you can find us in the back dark area back there with our hands up high. <laughs> That's right. You know, if you've man. not done it before and you want to join us, come on, right? Yep. Um, that was awesome. But man, it was. So we took that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. We were back there, you know, just praising and worshiping, just like like anyone else there was doing. I mean, we looked like I a pro. I almost fell over. Eyes closed, hands up. I was in it. <laughs> Whoever thought, would you have ever imagined that you would be standing by your brother or you would be standing by your sister No, in, yeah. in a place of worship together with your hands up in the air for Jesus' name? By the way, in them high places, raising them hands in those high places, that's where the enemy's lurking. He doesn't Man. like no, that. Out. So, so we talked about it and we've educated my kids, Savannah's kids, everyone that mm-hmm. we've talked to the last couple of weeks. That's all we've talked about. Yes. We announced that, hey, we're going to be doing it. Tonight's the night. And, and what, did, what did you see on the front row up there? That was what was so amazing. Yes. I mean, yes. I want to I first and foremost say, looking back there to y'all and just thinking back when the first time I ever mentioned Jesus to you, Stephen, and you said, <laughs> no, not going there. And, and seeing you in Savannah with your hands raised up, just praising in the glory of God. But then your kids, mm. your daughters, our, our daughters, our kids, you know, standing there up front. Yes. They didn't even have to come back there in the dark corner where y'all was just to try to make them feel more comfortable. No, they stood right up there in the front row with their hands raised. It was amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. You said mine, but it wasn't just mine. It was that whole group of kids. Oh, yeah. And I've never seen a hand up prior to No, me either. That was awesome. I can't tell you how important it is to get all of those things out of the way, our egos, our pride, everything that feels uncomfortable. Because when you get to that place, Mm -hmm. that place of freedom, that's what freedom is. I don't care who's around me. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I'm not trying to be popular or trying to worry about anything else. Mm -hmm. You're not raising your hands for you. 
I think the biggest thing, too, in helping us make that leap was knowing why. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, and that's what we kids. talked about. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and I w- if you'd never asked that question, man, that just started a whole chain of events. But watching those girls raise their hands on their own, we didn't say anything to them. They didn't feel pressured. Yeah. It was on their own. And just to back up and pump, my kids are, are 10 and 11. Corey, yours are about the same. That was up there with them. And mm-hmm. they're making these conscious, mature decisions based on the information and based on their love for Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's not because we're telling them to do it. It's not because no. they feel like they have to because everyone else is doing it. This was their walk with us. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, it's just like you said, why are we doing this? Because yeah. I don't like to do stuff just because everybody else does <laughs> this it. This sounds bad when you say it like no. that. No, but no, that's no. a smart <laughs> yeah. thing. No, that sounds awesome. And that's why what I love about you. But the thing is, if you'd never asked that question, mm-hmm. we would have never done a teaching on it. Had we never done a teaching on it, there would have been so many people that, have been shown at this point, maybe they would have never known. No. Including our kids. Because once we broke it down, and Paul said in the New Testament, in every, I would love for in every place of worship that people would lift their hands to God with no controversy, you know, with no division. And if you had never brought that up, I don't know if it would have ever went this way, but this is just what it's all about. The Bible says, train up a child in the way it should go. What I love is that even we were talking about this and you found out the reasons, Stephen. I I still don't think I'm going to do that. (laughs) I I don't know. We'll just have to play it by ear. And he was the one that told me, he's like, I think. I'm ready. You you gonna do it? You gonna? I'm like, heck yeah, let's yeah. do this. And, and, and normally before we you go sound to those, like him. <laughs> before we go to those big just Jesuses, man, I think for weeks on on what we're gonna talk about, how we're gonna open up, and what we're gonna say, and yeah, I didn't have anything until we walked in there that day, and about three different things hit me, and somehow I just mumbled all of them out during the opening. None of it made sense, but <laughs> it that, oh, it, that oh, it made it made perfect sense. And, you know, these are the things that Mm -hmm. if you never step your foot into faith and try to walk by faith, then you'll never understand these treasures from God that he gives. Like what Stephen's saying, I didn't have a clue what I was going to say until the time comes. Mm -hmm. But when the time comes, God can rain it down. And I'm a bona fide evangelist, preacher, you know, pastor, whatever you want to call it. But there are times when I come before people to give a message that I don't have anything. Well, you completely went an opposite direction on Sunday from what he had originally said he was going to talk about. Yes, I forgot all about that. And, you know, talking about opening up and talking about that, I don't know if I've ever explained to you, Sven, I, I don't think I ever have. That was another dream. What? Um, yeah, so so it was all a dream. At this time, we were doing, you know, dinners. I just met the guy that was opening at the time, Rich, a good friend of ours now. And he was doing a great job opening. I came to Corey one day and I said, Corey, I had a dream. He said, what was your dream? 
I said, I had a dream that we were at just Jesus. It was an event and nobody opened. It was just there and it kept going. And finally I stood up and I said, I need to open up. So I got up there and I just started opening up the, the service and I told Corey and he says, you got to open up ours. That's it. You got to do it. And I've been doing it ever since then. That's been. I forgot about that. Dream. 10 months ago. Yeah. And at the time you said that, I was like, where's Stephen? What have you oh done with Stephen? The man that doesn't dream is yeah. having all he of these dreams. He doesn't have dreams. He doesn't even dream. He doesn't have dreams. He doesn't even want to talk about Jesus. He doesn't even want to do any of that. And all of a sudden it's like, you well, are really like a Saul converted to Paul. Well, and let me back up and punt. And now Amen. I want to start opening up the Just Jesus services. Okay, Pro- Jesus. Why? <laughs> why, Stephen? Because I had a dream. Well, so wow. prior to this, the only two times I had public speaking gigs, I failed horribly. Like I, I couldn't. I make, don't. I, I don't believe I that. I can't see it. No, no. I, I'm telling you, I did. But, I, my heart was beating so fast, I couldn't even make words come out of my mouth. But. The first time I was up at Just Jesus, it was in front of 300 people. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a hesitation one. And I, I've never had any trouble since then. But And you even said that to me. Yeah. You said, something's just happening because when I get up here for Just Jesus, it's like it just flows. Yeah. So after that dream, I went up to Corey and Rich. And I said, Rich, I'm sorry, man. I don't know, but I need to open up. It was the most awkward conversation is probably like the second time I ever met the guy. <laughs> Um, wow, yes, it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and you know, man, Rich, I, I love the guy to death. And you know what he said? He said, you're 100% right. Good luck. If you need me, I'm here. He's awesome like that. That's man, amazing. I couldn't ask. I'm so sad I never got to meet him. Yeah, I was. You uh, will. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I was so hesitant and nervous about that conversation. And man, he just didn't bat an eye. Just, it's yours. Well, everybody in our circle saw how God was working with you at such a rapid pace. And that's amazing. For you to say anything in those terms, like, I feel like I need to do this. I feel impressed to do this. That's just like, how can you argue with that? I wasn't about to. And nobody else was around me because I wouldn't allow it. I mean, there's no way that. You could deny that. Okay, so how many more other hidden dreams you got in there? Are you still dreaming about stuff? Yeah, really. <laughs> no, nothing that I remember. And, and but there was about six months there that, man, I just got overwhelmed with with a lot. And I think God, it's like we've talked about previously, I think God just had to show you something so miraculous in dreams and in God dealing with you personally to show you, it's it's almost like Moses. Moses saw the burning bush. It has to be something that is outrageous out of this world for us to get a clue that, whoa, this is something that's a little different than I'm used to. I may need to, you know, pay more attention. This really could be God. Well, you clearly have got some sort of direct line tapped in. That's crazy. You start performing miracles and we're going <laughs> to... Things are crazy. Hey, but by the time I got that dream, I didn't question him anymore. I just knew I needed to do this. But you were strong enough to act on those things. 
that takes faith. It that does. is walking by faith. That's walking in obedience. And God said obedience is better than sacrifice. I was so nervous my first time talking up until it was time to talk. And then I didn't have any trouble. And, and I've tried to quit a time or two since then. And Corey just tells me no. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I will continue to tell you no. That's awesome. I feel like I've checked that box. I've done what what I felt like I was told I needed to do. But mm-hmm. are doing. Now, I'm, it's just part of me. And, and until something tells me not to, I need to continue doing that. Well, the beautiful thing like that is, is, is this is what I love. And I also love the fact that Savannah has started getting up there and talking with you. It's amazing. I love that he's included me. I love it. Who would even imagine, like when we had our first talk? But what I'm saying is, what I love about it, and this is the key to Christianity, because at first, when you're trying to find salvation, it is about you, because mm-hmm. it's about saving your soul. So there's a parable in the Bible of two sons and the father is the king over these two sons. And uh, one of the sons, they're obviously younger. And one of the sons says, hey, give me my inheritance now. And I'm leaving. So he takes all of his inheritance. He goes and he starts uh, spending his money everywhere and just wasting it away. And he gets down to nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean, he's having a great time having, you know, if anybody's listening and you, you've you made decisions that where you got into a place that was all fun and games at first, and then you got in so deep and in so such heavy, burdensome ways that you were in control, but now that thing starts controlling you. And my whole point is the the prodigal son is what that story is and what it's talking about. And he said, the Bible says he had to come to himself. So before you can ever come to Jesus, you got to come to yourself and realize that you need a savior. Is that where the come to Jesus talk comes in? Yes. <laughs> like that, that whole, you know, saying he had to come to Jesus. Yes. Come to Jesus. You come to your, like in this place, in this time, he comes to himself and to say, man, it's not about you. It's about your father and you need to go home and you need to get out of this valley, this swine yard. Okay. So my whole point about that and about you and the parallel there is Once you do realize you got God, you've got salvation, you're on this path, it is no longer about you, nothing about you. All you're trying to do at this point is to win souls and to turn their hearts to Jesus and make it all about Jesus, right? That's right. So Mm -hmm. that's what I love at any time, Stephen. I know if you said, Hey, man, somebody else is here and somebody else is coming into the just Jesus and I want them to do that. I want them to run sound. Or if the sound man would say, hey, man, we got somebody else coming in that's younger. I want them to run it. Or even myself. Hey, we need this person to speak or we need this person to play this or do that. Nothing is ours. Mm -hmm. And there's just such a great problem and confusion in the whole church and Christian world of 
when you do get into these places of some kind of leadership, people start taking ownership. It's never yours. It's never mine. All we're doing is being used of God as his instruments. Mm -hmm. And I just love it that that selfishness is not in you. And even though you can't quit, (laughs) I wouldn't let that happen. But I'm just saying, I know that you're like, I don't care, man. It doesn't matter now. We're in it to win souls. It ain't about me. It ain't about Savannah. It ain't about Stephen. It's it's all about Jesus. And that's just very important. And that's a key to everything as a Christian and everything to being a servant. Yes, but that's all of us. Everybody in this ministry has the same mentality. Mm-hmm. We're here to make it move. Yes. For the ministry, for the podcast, mm-hmm. you could ask any of us today. Yeah, we'd give this microphone up to somebody else to make it work. If somebody was better, somebody needed to be here, they could have it. Absolutely, I'll hold the curtains up. I'll hold the light. I mean, mm-hmm. you give me a job. It doesn't have to be on the microphone. It doesn't have to be on the stage. I'm here to work for Jesus. It's yeah. not about us anymore. Come on, yeah. that's awesome. And that's what you said at the last Just Jesus, Savannah. You was like. Tell me what you want me to do. Whatever you want me to do. I don't care what it is. I'll do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's just so beautiful. Um, I, I just want to come back to what Stephen said and talking about, you know, one one soul, one sheep being lost. Jesus talks about if a man have a hundred sheep, if he has a hundred sheep and he loses one of them, what would he do? He would leave the 99 and go after that lost sheep. And, and he would go after it so hard and so diligently until he finds it. And that is the key to everything. This is what Stephen was just saying. It's all about Jesus And what Jesus wants more than anything else is souls. And that one soul, if we did all this for the rest of our lives till our last breath, and we only want on this podcast one soul. Then it was worth it. It's worth everything. And the Bible says there's more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner coming to repentance than 99 just men that need no repentance. So we hope that something we say on this podcast would touch your heart. And if you're lost, and if you feel like there is no one there for you, let us tell you Jesus is there and Jesus is your rescue. Jesus is your savior. And all you have to do is say, come into my heart and he will save you and bring you back to the fold. Be blessed. Okay, so every podcast app is different. No matter where you get your podcast, if you hit that follow button, it's going to be at the top of the picture where it says Just Jesus Podcast. You hit the follow button and that way you'll get a download every time we put out new content. So you'll be able to get all of our new content just as quickly as we put it out. You can also find us on Facebook at Just Jesus Podcast. 
We also, you guys both need to make sure you're on here. We have an Instagram page at Just Jesus Podcast as well. And reach out, send us messages. We'd love to hear from everyone.